Hello and welcome to episode 91, I think, of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because my midway through, you probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me talk to you about a sponsor, the Frederick Herald Sock Company. Do you have feet? Do they get cold occasionally? Do you like socks? Why not try a pair of Frederick Herald Company socks, the best damn socks money can buy in the wide brown land of Australia and overseas. FrederickHerald.com.au. Check them out. Thank you, Alex. No uh, the boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. Hello, Ross. Just a quick question for you, mate. Are you working all weekend, are you? Yes, yes. Flat oh, out. Good. That's you why we're going on Thursday night, is it? Um, I've had a look yeah. at our listens over the last fortnight, and I'm a little bit concerned, Ross. So, um, oh, really? I just want to put it to yeah. us as a group. Um, I think to get our listens back up, what we need to do yeah. is become a true crime podcast. Oh, because they're going, oh, they're yes. going gangbusters, yeah, aren't they? It's the true, true crime podcast. Yeah. You angrily murdering everyone on a Thursday night. Uh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but with David with the back 10, it is living room. You're going to go postal on us. That's what you're saying, aren't you? Um, bowling for Drysdale. Okay. Uh, also, <laughs> funny you should say that. Someone I work with said, oh, that guy only got six years for murdering his wife. That's a game changer. <laughs> a little bit heartless. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's your true crime podcast. Now, the man who said Shane Watson modelled his game on it. Welcome, Michael. Hello, Ross, and hello, gents, and welcome to episode 92 yeah, of the Mid Off Cricket Podcast. I was close. No, you were. One away up, one away down, as they say, <laughs> say on Price is Right. One away down, thanks, Larry. Okay. Uh, Mick, uh, sad day in uh, out Epping Way, no doubt, with the news that Shane Watson has pulled the pin on his BBL career. Yeah, very disappointing. I actually mentioned to you guys um, the other day, I reckon that in the history of the BBL, in my personal opinion, behind my uh, personal favourite, Hodgie, because I do love Brad Hodge, I reckon Shane Watson's probably the second best BBL player in the history of the BBL. Ooh, what about um, Klinger, Maxi Klinger? Yeah, Max is up there as well, but he. But what I didn't seem to have that um. Really horror season that Maxi had at the end. Like what I went out making tons. Like. That's a good point. Yeah, and then in the IPL, like you look at him in the IPL, he fucking still dominates. Like he's just a freak. Yep, he's pretty good. Yes, a man who has said uh, loves Dan Christian more than anyone else, and our guru. (laughs) Welcome, Alex. Uh, thanks, mate. I think you stuffed that intro up. Um, I, know, I've just I, changed, just I just changed it for episode 91 plus one, okay? Yeah, yeah, fine. I can do that. I'm the host, okay? I do what I want. Yeah. Right, so I was just going to say, are you uh, moulding the minds of our future uh, leaders in game changers on the weekend? Is that what happens? Teaching never stops, mate. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's it. I'm flat out. Yeah, I'm on a camp or something. <laughs> flat yeah, all weekend. Yeah. Flat necker, just, just Mold, learning life. Yeah, just t- taking things out of the folder marked E for experience and sharing them with <laughs> others. Yeah. Are you on um? You teach at never end. Are you on breakfast club duty? Roscoe's got the breakfast hard knocks. Yeah, breakfast club. Yeah. Roscoe's got the bre- yeah. breakfast club Saturday morning, so we can't pop there. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's it. Uh, well, this that podcast is-, is brought to you by a treasure trove of sponsors. Most of them bust. Of course, we're brought to you by the block hole and keeping your shape. We're also brought to you by 
bat speed, fast bat speed, and high back grip. Antioxidants, omega-3, the dot-com boom. Roger David, low full tosses, keeping his shape, mentioned them. They're worth another mention, though. Chris and Morris Clamp <laughs> Sultans of Sting, cover band of dire straits in the police. Beyond again, big levers, John Hastings story. And bowling on lead, hoping for singles, the Adam Zamora story. <laughs> <laughs> if Twitter was correct. Tom Morris, was it? Uh, um, I think so, yeah. Uh, Tim Morris, I think, yeah. Don't forget uh, our <laughs> merchandise on Redbubble. All right, so first up we have national team talk and one of the fringe players of the national setup, James Faulkner, had a bit of news to share with the world <laughs> yesterday. He had a birthday, didn't he? Nothing else really exciting for him, just a bit of birthday. Yeah, went, out, birthday went out for dinner with his mum. Yeah. 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 That is. Just, just a young whippersnapper out in the town with his mum and yeah. someone else. Business partner. Yeah. Yeah. Best mate. I think it's a, yes, mate. Yeah. A, a fucking good lesson for all journalists out there yeah. to check your fucking story. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not about being right anymore, it's about being first. But this one has blown up in their face sensationally. Yeah. And I, for one, fucking applaud it. And I hope <laughs> that was, that's what Faulkner was going for, just to get these fucking media stupid fucks on the hook for some of this shit. Well, it's like playing in the wet bed of fat bastard. Everyone else is down to our level. Yeah, yeah. They don't check their facts. They <laughs> just go straight away. <laughs> read one Wikipedia article and off we go. I think, um, I mean, historically, cricket journos in Australia get it pretty right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this was sort of, you know, weird, you know, AFL pundits lobbing in. And it was almost like a... Correct me if I'm wrong, Ross. You've been there, but you're English. John Ralph had his say about it, you're trying to say? Well, uh, the name who shall not be mentioned, Ralphie. <laughs> but yeah, she was almost mm. English tabloid style, Ross, wasn't it? I'm not sure about how English pundits got it over there. I imagine it would oh. have made the news somewhere over there. Yeah. Well, Fox played for Lanks, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Yeah. did. All over. Anyway, so fuck him. Check your story first, you dickheads. <laughs> Could have just... Bip, bip, That's an interesting bip, bip. one. G'day, Fox. Hey, mate, an interesting can? one. No. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, no worries, mate. Just sort of, you post sort of a little to it. Oh, shit, I'll fix it. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, Cheers, yeah. mate. Cheers, yeah. mate. Boop. Done. What it, does, what it does teach all those blokes who bowl at the death in BBL, the bowling too much out of the back of your hand makes your fingers type boyfriend instead of business partner when you're posting on Instagram. So, Jay yeah. Dernbach and... Um, Alex Suit and Tie and um, the barista, the big barista. You got You guys have just got to be a bit more careful because if you bowl out of the back of the hand too much, you fuck your fingers up and anything can be topped on yeah. Instagram. Oh, yeah. I blame Apple. Autocorrect. Fuck it. Yeah. Autocorrect. Yeah. 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 Housemate somehow got autocorrected to boyfriend. All, you know, all those words get autocorrected to boyfriend. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, touch play or nothing to see. Uh, nothing nah. to see. I did like how even the most innocuous comment um, was seen as support for him being gay. So someone had written, good on you, mate. Brett Lee, I yeah, think. I think Maxwell wrote that. Good on you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone's like, and oh, like, see, oh, Maxwell supports him. <laughs> someone did say that took courage. So that one yeah, that was did lend itself to the idea. But there but, were some pretty 
bland, innocuous replies that said, like, on you, mate. Yeah. Sure, and that was seen as, oh, they're I supportive thought. of people who are gay. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah, they support the gay community. <laughs> but, the but it also makes you wonder, like, if one of those, like, if, say, like, it was, like, fucking George Bailey or someone wrote, oh, that takes courage, whether they're, like, mates of them and they're on, in on the joke as well, taking the piss, and now they look like a fucking hero as well. Yeah. When really they were just like, oh, yeah, no worries, mate. Yeah, good on you. Good stuff, mate. It's like, fucking. And there was a lot of chatter around the tweet machine, which is where everything happens these days. Yeah. Around, is that Twitter? That's Twitter. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Around, um, <laughs> around how um, Maxwell and Brittley were sort of making fun of gays by saying that yeah. to um, Faulkner. But the question is, yeah, can you what tell? if they didn't know? Like, what if they just yeah. thought he was coming mm-hmm. out and yeah. it was like, oh, well done, mate. Great courage. Like, it's not yeah. as if they're on the dial 100% of the time and they're talking to each other like we talk to each other because we've got no other fucking mates. Exactly. I look at it as yeah. like <laughs> the opposition player I play local cricket against yeah. comes out. Yeah, well, I, mean, I don't know yeah. their life. Bloody good know. on you. Yeah. yeah. Might have played Italy but together I do, once. Yeah, give us a call. Mm, yes. What do you think? Oh, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I do oh, like that, like, in that in mind. that instance, the guy making the comment, the Maxwell and the Brett Lee, cop all the heat, but the guy that actually made yeah, the right. fucking joke on yeah. Instagram gets, gets it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, but, he, you know, he brought he brought, um, he brought brought um eyeballs to the issue and that's what's important. No, he didn't. Yeah. He's fucking taking the piss out of you cunts and now you're all defending him right. and getting stuck into the blokes that tried to support him, you fucking <laughs> idiots. Taking the piss out of you cunts. Like a weird sort of <laughs> circle jerk of... Support and it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, bad yeah. and it's oh, yeah. you're bad but he's worse and he's bad because I told yeah. you he was worse. Yeah, well, you can't say circle jerk anymore, Can't be misconstrued. Just because the house is working in the All the other Better if it's an elite anyway, Alex. Instagram. Yeah. Oh, I'm really proud of you guys. Can't bat, can't bowl over there, fucking yeah. Dennis does Pakistan or whatever his name is, jumps on board. Can't say Dennis does Pakistan. <laughs> work, Dennis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm Dennis doing a whole nation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bet you feel better yeah. now. You Stop know. slut shaming him, Gin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've probably picked the eyeballs out of that, I yeah. reckon. Yeah, well, before we descended into some stuff, we had to edit out, I think, yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't discovered yeah, I the editing features yet. I'm not going to happen any time soon. Oh, I've got anyway. some uh, feedback about your editing features, Roscoe. We'll no, go I don't, I've later. edited one word once, that's it. Anyway. <laughs> you said it for me. <laughs> I said it, I got rid of it too. Uh, <laughs> wields all the power. Yep. Colonel Tom Parker. Anyway, take it away. <laughs> yes, yes. left hand giveth, the right hand taketh away. <laughs> uh, top run scorers in the IPL, Alex. Who do you think's on top of the run scoring in the IPL? Uh, is it Water? It is Monsieur Warner, six hundred and ninety-two mm. runs, twelve innings. Brown helmet, oh, fairly well for himself. Oh, yeah. He's been Brown smashing helmet. it. And uh, second, locking for five hundred and twenty runs. KL Rahul, and third, Andre Russell, the Love Muscles, back. Mm. Oi! And he's uh, four eighty-six from eleven innings. Back from injury, they want haven't they? Yeah, they should. Uh, top wicket taker, David. Do you think that might be? Uh, fact check you listen to the moment so I imagine it's in front of no, me no no um, I'm not looking at that uh, no fucking idea to be honest Ross South African Dale Stein no top two uh, South African oh top, that's fucking Imran Tahir yeah. no Kahisa Rabada with 25 uh, 12 games count? and second is um, Imran Tahir he's yeah. still lost in that Amish paradise with 21 wickets. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fuck, how many boys getting caught on the fence there? Oh, no. <laughs> they must have put the fences <laughs> back a bit. I think it's those big bats they've stopped uh, giving around. to be stiff. Oh, that's right. Since the bat regulations mm. have changed, they yeah, can't pull the balls back yeah. into it. They can't clear the postage stamp yeah. anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, it has to be a five-step piece they clear. <laughs> that's Australian currency. Right, and so the finals are about to start in the... IPL, they start on the um, 5th, no, 6th of, no, 7th, 8th, 8th of May. You've been good eighth with like numbers and stuff today, mate, so. Yeah, right on top of it, dickhead, yeah. Okay, 8th of May. It's been Ross is alright, I think. He's been a business. Uh, CSKA Moscow are on top of the ladder, then um, the um, Washington DC are next, then uh, Mumbai Indians and... Uh, sunrise is Hyderabad, like a sunrise, fourth. Yeah. And the top four go through, and they've got the proper McIntyre final systems. So that's good. Yes. Here's an interesting one for you. Uh, yeah. District of Columbia, the DCs, they've got um, eight wins and five losses, yet a negative run rate. So there you go. Mm. And they're sitting uh, second. Mm. How does that work, Ross? You're the so, math whiz. Uh, they must have got they hammered in their losses. Don't flog people, but have been flogged a couple of times. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good on you, Ross. Good wrap, mate. Yep. So that's that's a quick wrap of the, yeah of IPL. I hope everyone's enjoyed it. I've watched two balls of it. Um, <laughs> I've watched zero. That, it's over to you, Mick, for an update on county cricket. Alrighty. So um, I don't have an update on county cricket <laughs> because I was say, um, pad this one out too, buddy. But <laughs> yeah, like uh, like uh, cricket.com.au, I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> like they stop giving a fuck. So, but. This is what gets me all right. So cricket.com.au have this whole, like, you know, the battle for the ashes and everyone's got to make runs and rah, 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 rah. They fucking write one or two fucking articles on, like, the first week of the county season and chuck the towel in and don't write them anymore. It's like <laughs> yeah, you've got... There's bound to be... Fu- there's bound to be 7,000 fucking part-time cricket nuffies who can read the scores of fucking bbc.com.eu, whatever it is, and fucking put something on your fucking <laughs> not website. Not anymore. Like, it's not that... It's not, yeah, that's true. It's not that anymore. But, um, like, there's, there's got to be a thousand guys who are looking to retire that want to be cricket journos. How can you not, like... Or oh, there's got to be guys doing, you know, fucking bullshit VCAL fucking courses and all that bullshit. Uh, there's got to be someone... write anything. There's got to be someone who can, who can just fucking get on word and go... And put fucking something together. It can't be that hard. How am I meant to fucking do as little work as possible if you do even fucking less work than I fucking do? Listen up here, Cricket Australia, you little fuckers. If you've got someone who's written a blog before, you fucking employ them. I've written a blog before. I've got a new boss at work, and I can't be spending three or four hours a day fucking about writing these reports anymore. So you guys at cricket.com.au have got to fucking pull your weight. Killing our productivity. Fucking hell. One of the biggest issues, Mick, was that um, the um, the county cricket they were covering, the, the four-day first-class fixtures, yeah. and then they swapped over yeah. a couple of weeks ago to the one-day cricket, the Royal London Cup, yeah. and it's not even mm-hmm. on their app for following the live scores. The one-day cup, yeah, for some reason, the it's, county's all yeah, on it's there. it's not there at all. The, the four-day stuff's on there, but not the one-day yeah. stuff. So, and then I think they stopped writing the articles about, you know, Jim Pat took six fur and all that stuff. So, really shit, yeah. Australia. Really, really shit. 
Yeah, well, the thing too is like, there's Australian guys playing there go, as we go into a World Cup who are meant to be in squads and in contention yeah, and, yeah. and there's nothing about them. Nothing about it. And this is perfect time for those players who are over there. It's April, mm. May, and the World yep. Cup starts at the end of the month. It's like, for goodness sake. Oh, I don't get it. I'm um, confused by it all. Call it. Anyway, I've, I've picked out a couple of highlights for us to look at. Please do. Cool. Game, yeah, there's a game at... Uh, Lancashire, I believe. Oh, good. Yes, it was. Really, yeah. yeah. So, so, so it doesn't okay, sound right. like you did much more research than I did, mate. What <laughs> 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 difference is that? I'm putting up these four years of copying absolute shit right. in my research. There's a game at, uh, I think it was a game. I guess it was a game. <laughs> <laughs> that was four days? No, um, Monday. Yeah, oh, yeah. no, I don't. Yeah, I think it was finishes on the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, it's episode 102. Uh, they're pulling over in their cars listening to this. That's it. Like, <laughs> stop in the street, I can see it. <laughs> it's like, mm, yeah, it's cricket. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, it's cricket. <laughs> I think it's cricket. Yes, you want a beer? Yeah, I'd love one. Thanks, mate, to get through yeah. Ross's thing. <laughs> Right. So, our boys from Leicester, who are coached by the Leicester. Badger, Paul Nixon. Yeah, Leicester. No, they they, they travelled to Lancashire. Uh, see, that's where you got to be stuck. Yeah, is Fat Gut still at Leicester? Yeah, he is. Yep. And also, um, Thank you. Old Trafford for Leicester hasn't been a HHG. And that's a happy, happy hunting, hunting ground. ground. Yeah. And it wasn't... <laughs> And it wasn't on the 28th of April either. Leicester batted first. Our man, Mark Cosgrove, won. Yes. Um, off 12 balls. Off 12 balls, though. He, hung, he dug in. That's a daddy one. Oh, that's all right. Mm-hmm. He daddy. Almost, it's a almost one day the daddy. Baker's dozen for Big Cosgrove. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's just one shy of his Baker's dozen. Yeah. <laughs> Last, he was out there. He was out there for a third of 48 minutes, so 16 minutes. <laughs> I heard the most disappointing part for Cosgrove was he, re- he rewards himself. He rewards himself with a dim sim for every ball he faced. So he's a bit upset. He only ate twelve. Yeah, that's like the old coach runs don't matter. Just eat up time. Oh, he's eating up time. <laughs> <laughs> Took him longer to eat the twelve dimmies than it did to get down his middle. I sincerely doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> Son tells me that's not the case. <laughs> um, interesting we should bring up Mark Cosgrove so early in the piece because he wrote yes. a very insightful article for the Player's Voice, was it, Alex? Uh, yes, I've no idea what the Player's Voice is going with oh, the team good, of not um, knowing. What's it's good, going... Player's Voice. Okay. Yeah, so it's basically... Yeah, the website. Um, a, a website where it's a website. players... They, yeah. they the website. And they yeah. just have their voice. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. They, oh, if they that. play, then they get a voice. I don't know, within their own yeah, league I, thing or something. Dangerfield's been on there a couple of times. Oh, okay. A couple of cricketers. Yeah, right. Boo. Boo. It was a... Uh, <laughs> shut up, Mick. Don't boo. You can't boo a champion. Um, yeah, fuck so Dangerfield. I'll boo whoever I want. No, nah, yeah, he's a flog. Um, but it was a very insightful article. I think it was well written, which surprised me from, you know, just how... What sort of accusation are you throwing around? Ghostwriter, you reckon? No, no, I'm so no, believe he wrote no. it. I just I think I think Gint's trying to say fat people are dumb. I'm just trying to say Cosgrove doesn't look like he could be good at writing, <laughs> considering he's spent his whole life in cricket and looks how he does. <laughs> <laughs> 
He forgot to throw in his Tasmanian as well. In the, in the, in the article, he called himself the uh, Gary Busey of Australian cricket because he looks like Gary Oh, he yeah. certainly does, yeah. He's mm. yeah. down at all. And he was saying that um, the accusations about the, his weight early on in his career really hurt. Really and he dumped him. Didn't want to leave his. He didn't leave his house. Yeah. That sort of stuff. That's um, why he couldn't get fit because he never left the house. Yeah, but he, a he vicious him cycle. A they call that, Alex. He said he went to England, Ross, and he read the article too. He went to England early in his career, I think, for a stint over there. Pies and come, pies. Yeah, exactly what he did. Yep. He come back two and a half kilos overweight, so Saka sacked him until he was underweight. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't allowed to train, wasn't allowed to talk to anyone, blah, blah, blah. Can you get blah. underweight if you can't train? It's yeah, well, it doesn't make any sense to me. So he went away and he said the, the help from his teammates, they'd come around and do training sessions with him to yeah, get him right. back to fighting weight. And... He's big unit, but yeah, to be two and a half kilos, he was saying he's not that much. No. But I guess compared to other guys who are like, you know, 4% body fat. And wife. Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Lives. <laughs> um, yeah, but that it, it's probably maybe not a lot to him if that was the weight they said you need to be at yeah. and he was 2.5 kilos mm. over. I imagine that's a small percentage. So they've already given him some grace period by letting yeah, him like, be... Yeah, like 2.5... Yeah, 2.5 kilos is only like 1% of 200 kilos, so it's not that much. <laughs> 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 and yeah, I, I kind of felt through after reading the article, and I thought, if we're going to talk about it in the podcast, maybe we won't make any Let's put a positive jokes. spin on it. We won't make any fat jokes, but we've all just gone nuts on it. Well, I am fat, so therefore I'm Yeah, okay. me too. Yeah, me right. too. It's, that's like going, after one, of your, it's like going right. after one of your own. I have been fat before. Yeah, so but you're not anymore, so shut the fuck up about it. It's okay, fine. Yeah, fuck you, Gim, um, you skinny cunt. But he ended up the uh, article making sort of an analogy to... Uh, about when he come back after morning. losing the two and a half kegs, he yeah. went up to play Queensland, and Queensland notoriously hard sledges, especially yep. back in the day. Dogs. And he said he was expecting a bit of a rough thing, and he got it, and then he was expecting... There was people filming him at grade cricket playing because he was fat or whatever. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, yeah. Shit. So then he was like, and all he goes, the uh, the cure for all your outside cricket woes is making runs. So yeah. he come back and scored a ton against Queensland. They won a the game. Glutton for runs, he become. And then, <laughs> and then suddenly <laughs> the all the uh, press just left. Yeah. So he's making that analogy to Steve Smith and Warner. And he said runs will just cure all the good currency, all the press and yeah. stuff out of that. So. And he just kept writing abracadabra in his article, which I thought was a bit shit. Which proved to me he wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Yeah. But he's, got, he's actually got a point with the make and runs thing, because how many people took, like, it's like Warner now, like, all their, like he's making boatloads in the IPL, and everyone's talking about how great it is to yeah. see him back. Yeah, exactly. And go, we're going into World Cup, and look at the form he's in, this is fantastic. Yeah. So he does have a point there that, you know, runs, if you're a cricketer, runs and wickets, depending on your discipline, will... Um, Definitely take away any negative um, publicity about you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I, I yeah. totally disagree with him. I thought that's nice. Interesting. He had a couple of good lines in his article. Yep. He said, uh, I know I stand out in a crowd. I love a loud shirt. I wear huge watches the size of soup bowls, and I don't mind a bit of frost in my hair. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like me, except for up until the frost in the hair. Bit. <laughs> yeah. In England, though, right. everyone looks like Gary Busey. Teeth yeah, for days yeah. over here. The loud shirts are more common than peroxide, which is the new black. 
That was that was a good comment. I read I read that far into the article. That made me laugh. It says I kind of blend in over here. I love it. It's why I've played seven county seasons in England and hope to carry on for a few more. Uh, good on you. Yeah. Dual national, or you can do that, can't Yeah, he's got a, he's got a UK passport. Yeah. 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 So that was the um, to Australians. So I'm also the professional cricketer who went on an English eating tour and damn near exploded like that bloke, Mr. Creosote from The Meaning of Life, drinking up <laughs> my way through every possible kebab shop in Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, sounds like a good article. Sounds like it's a Shane Mumford of articles that loves a couple of good lines. So that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think these lines are quite as big as his, but anyway. Me and Mortal would have died after that. <laughs> it's an interesting point though he turned up he was 21 whatever he turned up 2.5 kilograms like 2.5 anyone think he yeah. turned up 12 or yeah, 20 yeah. kilograms overweight he was a big boy and they set a target weight for him so they yeah. obviously set a reasonable target and he missed it by a small amount I'd say in the big picture yeah. but yeah then just kicking him out. Fair enough, don't select him till he reaches his target weight, but why kick him out of the facility to train yeah. anyway? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, and in, in that situation with the type of... I know it's, we're talking a few years ago now, so it's probably not the same as it is now, but even then, like you've got fitness staff around me. You're going to tell me that within, within like a week to 10 days of getting him back on track, they they couldn't have shed that two and a half off him? Yeah. Well, yeah, he, like, he lost it in a week and a half him. or something, yeah, by himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like it's just... It's, it's a, it was. I think it was just. It's that thing at school, like when you go right. The next one who talks is getting kicked out of the class, and the kid goes, "Excuse me," and you kick him out because you got to prove it. your point. I think that's all it was. Yeah. But you know about that, Ross, because you're a teacher. But um, I think yeah. it's just about. And I know about that because I, I know about that because I was the kid that got kicked out all the time. But it's it's all about. Um, I think the teacher's got to go. Oh, the like in Saka's case, they're the teacher. They've just gone. Well, we've set this precedent. You haven't met it. We've got to look like we're going to do it. We're going to follow through. So off you go. Yeah, it might yeah. have been yeah. like you, know, you need to take control of your way too. Not like you'd be handheld through having a good maybe. Yeah. But that's just breeding mm. into things. I mean, so what or maybe the coach is... just had a son. The coach had a son. He was trying to get in the side and ah. just goes all right. Off you go. You're too fat. Get out of here. We're saying we don't fucking know, which is basically what we should say at the end of everything we say. We don't fucking know. But we will read everything into it and we will try and make it as entertaining as possible whilst doing so. Speculation. Fully knowing that we're not really that entertaining. No. Yeah, we're like John Ralph, but with jokes and more swearing. That's all. We sum that up nicely. So, interesting, Alex. He picked up another point. Yeah, Alex. Um, that after he mentioned about yeah score runs and there's no issues for the Warner and yeah. Smith, he talked about the World Cup and it's very interesting because he has played seven years of county cricket in a row here. Yeah. I'll just read out a couple of things he said about the World Cup. The World Cup hosted by England is the perfect place for Warner and Smith to re-enter international cricket. English conditions right now are harsh for the bowlers. There's nothing in the wickets, the size of the grounds or the hardness of the surface that is helping the bowling teams, nothing. Surprisingly, when I chat to Aussies chums from home, no one seems to know that Dukes don't make a white ball. Hmm. County cricket uses a white kookaburra for its 50 over and T20 formats. And yes, it performs like the red kookaburra. Yeah, very interesting. It'll swing for about three overs, six overs in the game because you get a new one from each end, and then the batters are just completely dominating. If you look at the scores from the early county season, one day cricket... 350 to 370 is about par for 50 overs. At Trent Bridge, 400 isn't enough. 
Also, people f- seem to forget, perhaps because of our exposure to T20 cricket, that in ODIs you're only allowed to have four men outside the circle as boundary savers, as opposed to the five men on the boundary for a T20 game. Yep, so I've got so, a question out of that, Ross, then. Do we, I say we, like I'm part of the national setup, but does Langer and Aaron Fitch... You are? <laughs> does, uh, no, certainly not. Um, does uh, uh, Finch and Langer then look at that, not in isolation, but along with all their other data that they have, and say, well, if it's only going to swing for those first six overs, do Finch and Kawaja open the batting? And then we let Smith and Warner punish... Those middle overs, or do you just go Warner's best suited at the top? So let's just put him at the top and I'd say you, ball. you drop Finch down because he just thrust his pat, bad and pat yeah. balls away from each other yeah. and he bowled with it. Yeah, but but Warner Warner's a chaser too. How many times does he get caught at first and second slip? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I guess that brings up the the batting order conundrum that we will have because Aussie's been in yeah. remarkable form yeah. recently, yeah. along with Finch yeah. now, who's made a couple of hundreds in yeah. India. Or Pakistan, whatever the fuck it was. It happened overseas. It doesn't count now, was obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, well, uh, I think it's an interesting question. Yeah. Uh, let us know what you think on the socials. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the two people listen to this podcast. Yeah. Send us a message. Actually, don't send us a message. Put it on our actual Facebook page. So then we get rich. Yeah. That's a good. We have thing one that, of them do it. Yeah. The thing that actually come from that that I read, I must have saw someone must have tweeted out or someone put something about that white ball, red ball thing, or you might have put it in our chat, because that I, I didn't realise that either. I never knew that mm. Duke only yeah. did a red ball. Like, that was well, that was news to me. You obviously I'm don't sure if he's... fucking segments on this podcast then. I went over this. Mm. Oh, but oh, you went you? over it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's why I don't listen to it. that shit. No. <laughs> Interesting. What? That, my, um... my suspicions were confirmed. Sorry, I'm yeah, your segments sure. when I yeah. your segments when I check my notes to make sure my segments ready to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the last World Cup in England. Now I know it was 20 years ago, but they did use a white Duke's ball because it swung around everywhere. And Shaul Bakhtar was sending down 15 wides a game at one stage early Maybe on in the tournament. Ross. Yeah, he got electrolysis on it. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, Maybe Duke scrapped it because they couldn't get it right. Yeah, maybe. But I'm pretty sure the 99 World Cup, like teams were bowling 30, 40 extras early in the tournament because they couldn't control the swinging ball. Did they just only uh, bring But obviously it sounds like... Train with them? Maybe. <laughs> so here's a kookaburra. Well, don't, oh, don't worry, the Dukes are just for game day. <laughs> sure, they want to bowl so with I'm them with interested... the I'm interested to know if Cozzy's right. I mean... Uh, when did Duke stop making a white ball? Maybe our English correspondents know this stuff. Was I, am I right? And they did play with the Dukes in 99. What's going on with the Dukes white ball? And are they, they are playing county cricket. I believe Cosgrove would know his stuff about the current season. They're playing yeah. white kookaburras. But, and is that going to happen in the World Cup, I wonder? And I don't know. Like uh, If the ICC sort of, as time's gone on, has taken over more control of their events and sort of standardised them. But... Um, yeah, so there's, I don't know. Ross, there's no rules on what cricket ball competitions around the world need to use, but they all use the white no. kookaburra. Do they? Yes. Ah, okay. Which I've been so not the white... on this podcast. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so no white SG ball? That. Or... Uh, yep. I'm, 
I'm adamant that in the 99 World Cup in England, they used oh, the white yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, I know, but, but currently, currently I, mean. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that little bit of a trip about talking about cricket balls leads us back to an interesting place, which is Leicester's travelling down to Old Trafford. Are we still on that? Yeah, Councillor David Horton <laughs> made seven or five balls, so he struck him at 140, just didn't hang around long enough. And we've got um, Ackerman and Hill and Alderman, all made seven, good on them. Mike, batsman's name's Mike. <laughs> what? Good on him. Uh, Last name. His name, his name is Ben Mike. Mike. <laughs> what? <laughs> Say that again. His name is Ben Mike. His surname is M-I-K-E. Ben Mike. Uh, there's another bloke called Lily, and his first name's Aaron, but with two R's instead of two A's. So that's awkward. Aaron. Uh, our man from the last uh, podcast that Chris Henstock pointed out wasn't Saj Mahmood, but his much younger, unrelated Squib Mahmood. Squid, right. sorry. So he took um, Pfeiffer. Did good oh, job. Honey. Five for 14 off 10 overs. Bloody and uh, Jim Anderson won for 27 off 10. And it was only Mike down the bottom of the order and Dearden at the top who made double figures. So they were 80 all out off 37 overs. Well, we. Mm. Looking stuff. Lancashire then with the bat. Keyboard Jennings, 10. Uh, Hasid Hamid, your man Alex, 29. Not out. And Crofty. Crofty, Stephen Croft, 37, not in. So they chased him down in 19 overs. There you go. Jeez, did it easy, mate. Yeah, we sure did. They and, sure uh, did. One of the other players for Lancashire was Liam Hurt. Because yeah, oh. he makes the opposition pay. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> 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 ah, right. Yes. And uh, so that was the low light of the um, current setup. But uh, I then go I found the best game I could find. Ooh, that the was, this was the Sussex's one wicket win against Essex. Oh, so, battle of the sexes! Battle of the sexes! Yep, Sussex versus Essex. Uh, Essex batted first, I believe. Oh, yes, Sussex did. bowled. Our man Alistair Cook made 36. Old uh, Ron Wesley. Is that Weasley? Is that his name? 61. Mm. <laughs> Martin Lawrence made 54. Uh, <laughs> Ravi Papara, 3. And Ryan Tenderscart, 35. He's still Tender going what? He must be old. Ryan Tenderscart, the Dutchie. Oh. Yeah. Chicken tenders. Yeah, they made, <laughs> <laughs> they made 283 for 7 off their 50 overs. Best of the bowlers was Weiss. Three for 54. <coughs> that old Weesey. Yeah, Weiss bar. David Weiss. Mm. Oh, there you go. Ryan Tenderscott's captain of Essex. Oh. There you go. Mm. Cool story. Yeah. <laughs> now, um... <laughs> opening batsman for Sussex, Philip Salt. I believe he's just waiting to get in the team with uh, John Pepper and um, <laughs> Graham Onions and Phil Mustard. <laughs> You should, have led with, you should have led with Graham Onions. That was much better. Mm. I think he's uh, opens the opens the Philip, um, Philip Stephen seasoning. Mm. No. Ah. 
The seasoning 11. <laughs> the condiment 11. Fucking hell. The wheels are falling off this. Fuck me. <laughs> Earlier than usual this week. There's also a guy in the team called... <laughs> the Sussex team called Will, as in William, but short, Will Beer. <laughs> oh, okay. Not as in... <laughs> Will Beer. Beer. Bill Beer. And that Aussie bloke... That Aussie bloke Laurie Evans is in there too, Mick. Laurie Evans. Yeah, Laurie, Laurie Evans. And then sideshow Bob Long, run-up Ben Brown is the captain wicketkeeper. He was the um, CEO of the club too, I believe, doing everything. Captain Harold. Yeah. <laughs> Secretary, All right. runs a canteen. Yeah, does oh. canteen, does a bit of Milo cricket on a Sunday <laughs> So set the daunting prospect of chasing the um, 283... Sussex uh, made a good start. Um, old mate Luke Wright, who hasn't retired from BBL cricket. You can get him a contract if you want one. <laughs> he made 30. And old mate Garton, he made 38 before he was bowled by Ravi Bapara and then drove straight to the Westgate, I believe. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, our man, Pierre Siddle, 10 overs, 1 for 46 for Essex. Uh, Matt Coles, old King Coles himself, three for seventy-two off ten expensive, but to get the wickets. Matt King. And Ravi Bapara bowled second change and bowled his full quota as well. Did he? Yeah, tough times out at um, Essex HQ there in Romford, Chelmsford, oh. <laughs> Romford, somewhere like that. Uh, our, our man though, they were in a bit of strife. Uh, Evans, Laurie Evans, yeah, he, you know, he's enough busy being foreign minister for Australia and hanging out with Cheryl Kernow. He made sixty-eight. Or, um, off 70 balls before he was um, dismissed by Tendus Guts. And they're in a little bit of strife, the old um, punters from Sussex. They were 6 for 94. Weiss and Brown going Tendis one Scouts. duck. In the, yeah, it was Coles. It was uh, GJ Coles who did the damage. And so they were 6 for 94 off 17.6 overs, chasing 284 for victory. Yeah. And lo and behold, it was our man, Will Beer, batting down at number eight. He made 75 of 90 balls, seven fours and two sixes. Ably supported by Briggsy, Jeff Briggs, uh, 37 for him, off 26 balls. Brigadier. Here's a bit of the pinch hitter down at number nine. A canny place to put your pinch hitter. (laughs) Your knack of finding something there. And then... um, Unfortunately, though, uh, Laurie Evans was out at 215, so they still had a fair way to go. They are still 70 or so short of the journey. And then... Uh, oh, that was... Oh, Evans went out. Yeah, Beer went out, and they were, still needed another 30 or so. And uh, it was yep. Briggsy and last man at the wicket, Hamza, Mir Hamza. Nine not out of nine balls with a four. who got them over the line. They won on the oh. penultimate delivery. Of the match, so it must have been an absolute thriller. Sussex won by one wicket. Mm. So there you go. That was the highlight of my yeah of that uh, set of games over the last two weeks. And adding Philip Salt into the mix with Graham Onions and Phil Mustard <laughs> has been great. Yeah. <laughs> well as Will Beer. Fantastic, Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, someone I can, went up to. I can uh, tell by said, the tenor of your voice, Mick, that you're just oh. teetering on the brink of excitement. It's just. That, uh, <laughs> I'm just about to kick over the edge. <laughs> no. 
So I um why while Ross was doing that, I had a bit of a sneaky look on cricket.com.au to find more. So you know what they've been doing instead of writing a county report? They've, there's a, there's an article here about what the Aussies have been up to, what the ODI squad's been doing well, in preparation for podcast. the World Cup. So they've been listening to our podcast all of them. They all say that. that that's the first thing, listening to Mid-Off podcast. <laughs> But there's, there's such pearls of wisdom as Aaron Finch. Finch opted out of this year's IPL tournament and has been holidaying with his wife Amy while renovating their family home. Yeah, well, we need to know that. Oh. Yeah, putting like, up fucking hell. Alex Carey's been on the tools, fucking putting a brick wall together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been yeah. bloody Aaron Finch's brick wall together? Yeah. It seems like they missed an opportunity there. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Alex Carey, the wicketkeeper, has been happily clocking up some valuable family time with his wife, Aloise, and infant son, Lewis. Well, Lewis doesn't even know you're there, Alex, so that's yeah. a waste of time. Jumping and putting his handyman way. skills to work with a bit of construction, according to his Instagram account. Oh, and there's just fucking yeah. Instagram photos. Someone's got an Instagram and just gone, right, these blokes are in the sport. What's been happening? Yeah. Cool Denial had a kid. So Pat was. Cummins was just being Pat Cummins. He went to, I don't know, he went and did some shit. So Usman's been playing golf. In a jacket, it looks like he stole from Michael Jordan in 1995. Yes. Hey, hey, Michael. Yep. Did, uh, so what's Nathan Coulter-Niles' kid's name? Uh, it'd be like Jet uh, spelt with an H or all right, something. Let's have a look. Um, I skipped past that because I didn't that's really okay. care what And do we know that. his missus' surname? Because it could be one of a mm-hmm. rare double, double hyphen. hyphen. Oh, no. Nathan Coulter, <laughs> uh, sorry. Jet okay, here we go. Coulter- so um, the West Australian hopefully. shrugged off a long history of injury and locked himself in for a World Cup squad with his form in the Aussie summer and the Autumn Internationals. Uh, he had a whirlwind trip home to Perth from India to be there for the birth of his second child, making it back with four hours to spare before oh. daughter Nevi. So it's like Levi, but with an N, wow. was born. Wow. Nevi. Nevi Coulter Nile. Coulter. Mm. I, I assume he's married to a Coulter. Yes, his wife's maiden name is Coulter, so they yes. went for the double hyphen, Coulter Nile yes. Coulter. It's unusual. <laughs> and so <clears throat> that means his daughter, who's N, just like he is, N yes. for Nathan, is an yes. NCNC, yeah. where he's just NCN. Yes. Yeah, that makes it hard. And Nevi will be able to walk straight into a law firm, being a Coulter Nile Coulter. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, good. Oh, here we go. This is. This is an A-grade um, fucking journalism. Nathan Lyon, the Aussie off-spinner, had made had more than one reason to celebrate during his break. First came his selection in the World Cup squad, and just days later, he, su- he successfully sold his home in the Sutherland Shire. <laughs> <laughs> Best week ever. <laughs> With no IPL or county contract, Lyon had a chance to keep banging Mitch Marsh's ex-girlfriend. What? You can't write that. Come on. Let's get a journalism. You can't write things like that. Yeah, uh, Sean Marsh had a kid, which everyone knew that because that's why he was late to the party. Um, Glenn Maxwell, I don't know, this is a photo of him with his missus. Oh, she's not bad, actually. Is um, a newsreader of Channel 10 or he moved on to someone else? She's a, um, she's a um, Indian appearance-looking oh, okay. lady. Yeah, was, Very nice, dark a complexion. Indian appearance lady. Um, I don't know how to say it, but like she's got camp. she's got a very nice like um, mocha kind of appearance. Her skin, she's very pretty. Uh, 
<laughs> so, uh, Jai Richardson went to the Maldives with his girlfriend Jessica. That's one way to recover from a shoulder reconstruction, I guess. Yeah, well, um, good doctors over there, big good physios. Yeah. Steve Smith played in some like local comp called the IPL or something. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Stark played golf with Alyssa Healy and Kari Webb. Mm, there you go. <laughs> is that true? Or yeah. yeah. It is true. That's no, awesome. that's it. I'm like, I'm not, I didn't make, I can't, again, I'm not that good. I can't make that up. That is so he good. even managed to take in an AFL game between the Giants and Essendon. Cool beans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, went to an AFL game. I've got shitloads going on, fellas. I went yes. to an AFL game. <laughs> right. uh, Destroying cloth. So, in between getting happy endings from Shane Warne, Destroying cloth played in the IPL. <laughs> that was good. Uh, Warner had a patchy IPL. You may have heard about it. He made some runs, but, you know, a couple of times I think he dropped under 60, so it was a bit patchy, so that wasn't great. Um, oh, and Adam Zampa apparently wants to be a model and is putting all these photos on his fucking Instagram account where he looks like a Z-grade Australian version of Justin Bieber because he looks like a fuck weird. <laughs> but, yeah. So that's what though that's what that's what your Aussie World Cup side's been up to. Sweet fuck all <laughs> apart from a couple of blokes playing IPL. Nice one. I like the one about um what's his name doing a bit of home handyman, Alex Carey. Alex Carey. Mm. <laughs> it was reminiscent of um Hang on, David, hang on. <laughs> there we go, that's better. I feel it was better reminiscent of a former um football club president turned um Local councillor building a wall at his house, a bit of uh, <laughs> on the tools with his mates putting a wall together. Oh, yeah, retaining wall for the ages. Mate, if it was as big as that fucking retaining wall, he won't be playing for the World Cup. For the World Cup. <laughs> How are we going here? Shit out. That's oh, pretty good. Just to give you a quick wrap of the one day cup and where everyone's standing, we're uh, playing a round of matches today. Uh, they've just got underway. One of them's delayed by rain, David, would you believe? No, it wouldn't. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> it's uh, one game tomorrow, Friday, and three Saturday or Sunday. True. Set your sister on fire, win a sack of shit Sunday, they're calling it over there. Monday, another four games. Tuesday, four more. And then they're all done. And oh, then, really? um, just uh, three days later, that Friday, Sunday, they get into the four quarter finals, I think they are. <laughs> or some, other, some sort of finals. Don't know, no idea. And then the final, they've still got that set up where they have the final... Two weeks later, at okay. Lord. So it's twenty fifth. Oh, so, oh, so it's not at North Sydney Oval. No, oh. scrap that idea. It might, I thought all, Derby, it might, I thought all right, domestic right. one day finals had to be at North um, oh, North Sydney Oval. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. Anyway, not to be. Have a look at the table to see who's doing what here, and um, we'll enter a competition. Oh, one day cup. One day cup. Australian one day cup. No, not that one. Oh, right, now there's two groups here. <laughs> group A and Group B. Uh, group A, Knots are on top there. Played five, played six, sorry, won five. So they're doing all oh, right. Oh, smashing them. Yep, uh, eight games played in total. And then uh, in the other group, which we call the Group of Death, Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, Alex? Yeah, yep. the first one was Group of Light. That's right, Group A is Group of Life, Group yeah. B being Group of Death. Because yeah. yeah. Kent are in there, and they're hard as a Kent's head. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Brazil's in there too. 
Always grim. Yes. <laughs> West Germany and East Germany. Jeez, that's tough. Uh, running to two Germans. Uh, this one's got champ. Spain, yeah. France, and Brazil, and Australia. Group of death. <laughs> I think West Germany and East Germany are the group of death for a different reason, uh, but anyway, chance play off. And then the group of life, we've got Ghana, we've got South Africa, and China, along and with Durham. Yeah, Durham have done well in that group, yeah. All right, and... Um, Top of the other group is the um, Hampshire Hamsters. They're going well. They've oh. also won five and lost one, so they're thriving. I think Jimmy Mascarenas might still be throwing around a bit of um, tutelage to the young chargers down that way, down the coast. I might be wrong. Anyway, after that um, long-winded and extremely good wrap-up of the <laughs> Royal London One Day Cup, it's uh, over to you, Alex, for something different. So I mentioned it secretly before. I hope someone heard the Easter egg. Um, I'm going around the grounds again for two weeks in a row. Hasn't happened in a couple of years, I think. Um, and we're heading to Alan Good. Border Field. Woo! Yeah. Captain Grumpy Over, as it's known to uh, the fraternity. Um, I'll start off. Uh, can you guys uh, get the end names? Yeah, I think one end... Has got a church yep. at it, and that church, church has a steeple. Yep. Yeah, and in the steeple there's a bell. A bell. Yeah, and it's called the Wade Second End. <laughs> Correct. And yeah. then you got the Chris Hartley end up the other end. Yes. <laughs> yes, too. That's the um, Pavilion end. No. Members da- end. No, David. Do you have any the end? Bruce- the Brisbane the River Alan end. Field? No. Um, <laughs> I assume... Uh, it's almost like a Church Street end or something, isn't it? Oh, there's, there's a road end, right, but you'll it? never get it. Nah, okay. It's a... Uh, Main Road. High Crosby Street. Road end. Street the Adam Dale Road end. <laughs> Adam Dale. Road. Road. <laughs> road. And there's Water the Dale Crosby road, road end at the Albert, Albion Park end. Of course, yep. Mm. Oh, that was my next guess. No, Albion Park. Yeah, it's always the Albion yeah. Park. In Vulture Street, then there's an Albion Park. Yeah. Yeah. Jolly Moore and Vulture Street. Yeah, I think that was, was Powderfinger's fourth album, Albion Park. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crosby Road. <laughs> Vulture Street and Crosby Road. Yeah. Um, so that was the B-side, Crosby Road. Albion Waterfield currently has a capacity of 4,500. Um, it yeah, there's this. Uh, it did sit on one Bogan Street in Breakfast Creek. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. And now, for some reason, because everyone fucking yeah. loves Greg Chapel so much, it's located at one Greg Chapel Street oh. in Albion. Yeah. So I don't know how it moves. Is that because he's, uh, he's a massive Bogan? Well, yeah. yeah. I thought we'd riff off that for a while. But um, yeah, they changed they, it because I think he's so great to Australian cricket. They yeah. changed Bogan to fucking Greek Chapel Street. Fucking yeah, now it's gonna be ju- now it's gonna be changed to giant crate burning crater fucking end because that's what he <laughs> did to cricket, which is the Australian cricket pathway. Yeah. Um, it the, the Hank Cart- it's now the Hank Cartwright fucking walkway or some shit. <laughs> it is interesting that Alan Border 
over was on Greg Chapel Street because I imagine Alan Border would have hated Greg Chapel and Greg Chapel would have hated Alan Border. Probably. They're both angry. They would have played together at Queensland. Uh, yeah, they're both old pricks yeah. though, so every, all old pricks hate other old pricks. Yeah, just exactly. Yeah. Mm. You can't, you, you're not allowed to like other old pricks. Oh, that's why I fucking hate everyone. everyone. <laughs> the, uh, the field was originally named <coughs> Newman Oval. Newman. <laughs> Newman. <laughs> Um, and Same. was home to the Fortitude no. Valley Diehards Rugby League team yeah. from 1909 to 1995. Jeez, long standing. Yeah. The Oval was named after Fred Furpo Newman. What were they called? The Diehards? Fortitude Valley Diehards. Yep. I think they've, uh, when they moved, they become the Fortitude Valley Diehard 2. <laughs> With a vengeance. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 4.0, diehards 4.0. <laughs> um, uh, so Fred Furpo Newman was a Fortitude Valley diehards club captain, later president, and he was a Queensland and Australian representative rugby league player. Queensland cricket purchased the ground not long after uh, Fortitude Valley moved out, um, which is probably they were pushed, I imagine, but they seem very nice on uh, Wikipedia about that. The ground is used as a training facility in Queensland Bulls and recently, according to Wikipedia, but for fucking ages, the Australian <laughs> cricket team. Uh, apparently, this ground is much smaller than the Gabba in capacity. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Uh, <laughs> the Catsy also go out of there in Australian domestic cricket. The field is, is named, if you guys don't know, the field's named after one of Queensland and Australia's greatest ever cricketers, Alan Border. Nice. Nicknamed <laughs> AB, ah. Captain Grumpy. Oh, yeah. Funny. Like, Fuck, that makes so much sense now. Yeah, exactly. No, I thought it was named because it's near the border of New South Wales and Queensland, but it's not really near the border, so it didn't make any I sense. I thought yeah. it was called Alan Border Field because it was near the border of Alan and Field. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alan Border, it's called if Alan you Border. Know, was a veteran of 156 test matches and made over 11,000 test runs. Can I he took over the captaincy in 84-85 season, going on to lead his country to many famous victories, including the 1987 World Cup and the 89 Ashes Series. Yes, David? That was Ross who wanted something. Oh, Ross, did you want something, mate? Yes. Um, do you know why it's called the Alan Border Field and not the Alan Border Oval? Because it's... You know why it's called the Allen Border? Because it's... Yes, yeah, because they have trading facilities which encompass a field. No, it's because there's... Allen Border's from Sydney, and there's an Allen Border Oval in Sydney. Oh. Okay. Oh. So I thought it was field. just during... He's, he's got two grounds named after him, one in Sydney and one in uh, Brisbane. Good on him. I thought it was because in winter they put cows on it, so it becomes a field. Yeah. That's why it's got such good grass, mate. The natural fertilisation of the cow pack. Good one, Al. Al Border Field plays host of cricket throughout the year. Um, Holds Sheffield Shields, Women's Big Bash League, uh, Women's Internationals, Australia Day Cup matches, One Day Cups and International Tour games at the ground. It's very close to the National Cricket Centre in the Abbeyfield Precinct uh, where the Caxi trained. It took over from the cricket... Uh, the Centre of Excellence mm-hmm. was changed over when Greg Chapel ruined everything and decided to pick Alex Keith for everything. So. Yeah. 
A bit of the history around the ground. The first ever first class match held at the ground was played between Queensland and the touring Pakistani team in 99. Matty Hayden and Stuart Law made centuries and Queensland won the match by 112 runs. Uh, probably would have been the first game they played in the country, I imagine. And uh, Pakistan of that year would have been a uh, bit of a... Uh, this is how shit we are. These two spuds from Queensland <laughs> smack fucking endless runs against us. <laughs> Um, it hosted Australian domestic and list day matches. Don't know what that is. In the early 2000s. Um, hosted, it included, Ross, I don't know if you know this, but it hosted the 99-00 Pure Cup final. Which yep. is interesting. Darren Berry. Um, in later that, was, years... Was that the one where Darren Berry had to blow up at Stuart Law for not walking or something like that? Oh, probably. I'm going to say yes, Ross. I think so. Um... In later years, it was restricted to tour matches only um, between Queensland international teams, with Gabba becoming primary home for the Queensland Bulls. 2009, Pakistan A won three, won, one in a three-match one-day series against Australia A, but lost a subsequent T20 match, which is a very great thing to put on a Wikipedia article, of all the things you could put on there. Um, Sheffield Shield was reintroduced to the ground in 2010 um, which, with a match played between Queensland and South Australia. More games have been played since, including this match, which I don't know why these stats are in here. It's crazy, this article. A match in 2013 between Queensland and Tassie where Jordan Silk made a century. Oh, nice. Yeah, good on him. Good on his Silco. Um, in June 23, 2014, it was announced that the... Field would be jointly play host to the initial rounds of the newly sponsored Manitoba Barbecue One Day Cups. This is a first match. Josh <laughs> Hazelwood took seven for thirty six. This paragraph just cracks me up. Against South Australia, the third best bowling performance in Australian domestic one day history, and the best by New South Welshman. Four days later, Jonathan Wells made the second highest score in List Day cricket at Border Field, becoming just the fourth batsman to make a century in List Day cricket at the ground. In the same match, Sam Rainbow took figures of 5 for 29. However, in the last match, Queensland and Joe Burns made 115 against South, Af- South Australia in a 94-run victory, passing well score and becoming the fifth batsman, best batsman to score a century in list day cricket at the ground. Ah, <laughs> uh, why? Um, other, other stats of note, Stoinkoth uh, made 121, um, playing against... The National Indigenous squad up there. And he belted medium pacer Brendan Smith for six sixes in an over, which also included a wide, so he hit him for 37 runs in an over. In 2018, the Shield final was played at the ground between Queensland and Tassie. Matches won by Queensland by nine wickets, and it was the eighth title Queensland had won. First class cricket stats. Who do you reckon has the highest score in first class cricket at Allen Border Fields? Martin Love. Oh, Hilton Cartwright. He's got the second highest. Shane Watson. No, it is. It is. Fuck you, Marlon Samuels. In 2005, 2006, he scored 257 against Queensland. Which would have been a tour match that was actually first class status. Yep. Which it doesn't happen anymore. Martin Love's got the second 250 ball. Good work against the England 11, 2002, 2003. Uh, they're middling other bullshit from there on. Apart from um, Big Bison playing for Australia in 2014, scored 211. Oh, that's 
Top five scores made list A cricket. Who do you think has the highest list A score after the ground? Ian, this was in 2009. Oh, 09. Shit, I was going to say Ian the Freak Harvey, but he would have been gone by 09. Uh, Roy Simons. Was he still kicking around no. there? No. Yeah. Current Australian Test cricketer. He is? Yes. Joe Burns. Oh, Marnus. No. Joe oh, Burns is a good damn. one. Paul, he was... Uh, sorry, uh, Ross, he was second on the list with 115. Not Uzi. In 2014, no. Oh, Nathan Lyon. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Tim Payne. Oh, shit. Tim fucking Payne. How bad are they going Tim Payne, mate, for runs? Fuck it out. Yeah. He brought the pain that day. Oh, first time that's been used, that <laughs> Let's joke. keep this rolling. <laughs> All right. On that high note, let's move into the best part of Around the Grounds is the Google reviews. Oh, yes, please. I love this. Yes, please. Uh, my mate, Phil Ellison. Oh, yeah. Filthy. Uh, great ground to watch cricket. <laughs> Outfield is first class, exclamation mark. Yep. It was a fourth day pitch, and from what I saw, it was playing through nicely. I don't agree with that. Fourth day pitch should be deteriorating, but whatever, each to their own. All right. Stands are comfy. Oh. Cricket fans are must to visit five stars. Oh, five. Yep. Oh, five. Yep. I always go the top gamut, then I'll, you know, yeah, go to the bottom. Let's have a yeah. shit one here. John Taylor. Fuck John Taylor. John the tall man Taylor. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Cricket was a sellout. Unable to purchase tickets. Not happy. Two oh, stars. Oh, how dare they? Still got two stars. Jeez. <laughs> but like, uh, what are they going to do? Like, can put more seats yeah, in for the tool bag. You can't just put a seat in for the big tool bag. because the game is. He's got to look out. over the fence like his neighbour. Well, That's what, what he's got to do. You know what I do every year at the G? Around about the last week in September, I make a Google review saying it was a sellout, couldn't get tickets. Yeah, that was quite a grand final. Shocking, yeah. Shit, couldn't yes. get tickets. <laughs> One star. Every uh, year under the same review. Brilliant. Stephen Gregory. Hold on. Yep. Oh, Stefan Gregory. Oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, hey, isn't Stephane. that Stephen Gregory Chapel? Yes, yeah, Stephen Gregory mm. Peck. <laughs> uh, oh. Went and saw the women's Brisbane Heat. Great place to watch cricket. But we were not allowed to take in soft drink cans. Three stars. Because oh, they peg them at the fucking <laughs> talent. Exactly. So that's around the ground. The yeah, last thing we guys. need is bloody Lee's Perry getting a can of Coke in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so speaking of Alan Border uh, yes. and his field, you, you know when you go down the rabbit hole sometimes on yeah. YouTube? Yeah. Um, the other day I was watching some uh, highlights of Gilly smacking the palms everywhere in Perth. And I got stuck on something come up about the um, cricket superstar Alan Border TV show. So do you remember this TV show? It was like um, Australia's Next Top Model, but with cricketers and, you know, they got... um, Yeah, whoever won it. No! You don't remember this show? No. Well, do yourself a favour and don't look it up. I do. (laughs) I knew you would would know it, Ross. So It was on Foxtel, wasn't it? Ian Hollands won it for Victoria. Oh, really? So that leads me And he got a rookie contract. Leads me into an idea I had about other potential uh, cricket television shows that we could air on uh, yeah. on screens here in Australia and across the globe. So, uh, first one I've got is I'm not a cricketer. Get me out of here. Um, so that's just people sitting around listening to Ian Chapel and Jeff Boycott telling stories about the old days. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say that's the West Ivanhoe Cricket Club. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, another idea I had was the. Um, do you could just call that one? I'm I'm not interested. Get me out of here. <laughs> I'm not a cricketer. Get me out of here. Um, the other one I had is the ten drink cricketer death match. So yeah. you get cricketers charged up with ten pints, yeah. and then you put them in a ring and see what happens. So we can have Besto versus Warner. <laughs> uh, we can have Chanderpaul versus McGrath. And we can have Brett Lee versus 100 Indian street cricketers just to see what happens. So, um, Another one I've got is Catfished with Shane Warne. Uh, so Wardy meets people from Tinder, but they all turn out to be Gus Warland. <laughs> <laughs> and the last TV show I, I thought we could do with cricketers is uh, Andrew Simon's Up Late. So it's like hot dogs up late. Oh, um, hot dogs but, up late. but Roy's just playing trivia with callers in at midnight. Oh. Oh, and that would be yeah. fucking cool. Get him suitably charged up on the sugar cane champagne <laughs> and see what happens. Uh, yeah, so that were my list oh. of ideas for, for cricket shows. That would be fantastic. Oh, I, I, I thought you were going to have um, Shane Warne dating naked. I really thought that was going to be. Really oh, cool. yeah. Uh, leg spin yeah. at first sight or something and he just walks yeah. down the aisle. Yeah. Oh, very good, David. I'm impressed by that um, jovial list of uh, TV shows. Yep, and then you just bring it down. Thanks, mate. With a nice monotone. And dead air beforehand. You didn't. What what happened was you didn't throw to me, so I didn't know what to do. I think you're on a winner with the Roy show. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um,. Now we're going to do another new segment, and it's called Around the Cricket World in 60 Seconds. So I'll get the fact-checker David to start his stopwatch, if that's possible, the chronometer. The fact-checker David has started his stopwatch. I'll speak for him for Okay. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Jared Kimber's asking, how many slower balls does cricket have? And uh, Ian Chappell's asking, who are the leading contenders for the World Cup? <laughs> uh, right, um... We're also looking at um, Colin Ingram's not returning to Adelaide Strikers for the BBL. Not big Colin. Um, yep. Cricket Australia apologised for any unintended offence from James Faulkner's Instagram post. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The Bangladesh Cricket Board have been forced to change their World Cup jersey after they put out an all green one and the fans weren't happy. They wanted a splash of red on it, so they got the splash of red on there. Oh, thank God. Uh, AB De Villiers' things. BBL Messiah deal is set to top $350,000 Australian. Whoa. Wow. And the big news of the week is that uh, the BCCI and Cricket Australia are still locked in negotiations about this one three-game one-day tour yeah. of India that must take place between the 17th and the, or the 12th and 17th of January next year. And it looks like there's no room to move on it. It's already cost um, three of Australia's best female cricketers a $30,000 payday. Massive. Because they haven't been invited. Elise Perry, Meg Lenning and Alyssa Healy haven't been invited to the Women's IPL three-match exhibition series that's going to happen soon because of this impasse with Cricket Australia and the BCCI. And it looks like next summer will be the first summer in Australia in 40 years with no 50-over one-day international cricket. Wow. Uh, 60 seconds, Ross. Mm. Um, Thank you. Just to to rewind (laughs) back, so the three-game um, thing with the cricket has got to be played in that time frame, yep. and it's between Australia and India, women like Australian women's team and Indian women's team. Yeah. 
and then India yeah, also organised a, a women's IPL at the same time. So that, like that no, might what like, it is. No, the, the PCCI are being uh, annoying to Australia, and they're saying because your board is uh, playing hardball on this agreed yeah, futures tour program three game ODI series, oh, okay. we're I not going to bother. Yeah. We're going to collectively forget that you exist and not pick you in our women's oh, IPO. Oh, okay. Sorry. Like yeah, now, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's all very interesting uh, that um, why... Uh, there's been a few articles written about it, and it's interesting to look at um, why Australia has had this sort of protected December, January peak summer holiday period yeah. as their cricket schedule for basically 40 years. The last time Australia toured... Outside Australia, in December or January, nineteen sixty nine seventy. Three words, Ross. Mm. Yeah. James. Uh, sorry, not James. Kerry, yeah. fucking Packer. Yes, That's why. Because he yeah. fucking he. How much put money? Did, he invented. He the put game. the money in, and he brought he brought the teams from overseas. Put the money into their fucking boards as well. Yeah, that's that's right. the reason we have it. And yeah. like, that's that's why it is. And now there's a power shift. Kerry Packer's no yeah. longer running cricket in Australia, and um, yeah. there's more money in other countries, mm. India in particular. So, yes. Mm. Yeah. It does seem stupid. This, it seems so completely pointless, this three-game ODI series, yet it's creating all this sort of havoc. Like, who cares? What fan cares when it's played? Or if it's even played? Huh. Three, like, Australia are going to go to India to play three ODIs and then come straight back home again. Yeah, yeah you do. What is the point? Yeah. Send just go to, each, yeah. go to the BBL sides and go, who's 12th man in each of your teams? <laughs> this bloke's 12th man. All right, send all them cunts over there. They can play Jesus. India. Mm-hmm. Just be cunts about it. After that. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, ban us, never tour again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, we don't have to go to India and get flogged. No, <laughs> please, let us go and get flogged. Please. Hey, we just won an ODI please, series but... over there. We do all right in India overseas. We lose a <laughs> yeah, series. Yeah, okay. We win a couple of matches at least. It's also please, BCCY, can I have some more? <laughs> clause. <laughs> a clause somewhere that says that Indian players can't play for two weeks before or after the IPL. Now, this one's already come up once because the original draft schedule of the World Cup, India declined because yeah, right. India were drawn to play one of the early games, they're not going to actually play their first game until nearly a week into the World Cup mm. or something like that. Fuck them. And so this is... Yeah, I just I just wonder... I, also, I, sort of, I feel like this is almost like the AFL Players Association, like, oh, you've got to have yeah. a six-day break. You can't, you know, yeah. it's like, where do you just go, how about you jam your two-week break up your ass and, like, you're a cricketer. Just mm. play one day a 50-over game, the next day the IPL can start and you can play that game too. Yeah. Just stick it up your ass. Anyway. But it's like the whole bullshit that ain't let them play in the fucking BBL. Yeah. Like, I understand like, they've fuck. got all the money and they can do whatever they want, but the two-week yeah. break before and after, it's like, what, they're cricketers. What, they don't yeah. need two-week two break. Surely, two days, every, maybe. Surely every other board can get together and say, fuck off, cunt. Well, it's just a load of shit. No, yeah. they, I don't think they, they can. can. They're too yeah. fucking afraid to. Yeah, they don't have... Yeah. They don't have fucking men in charge. They have fucking little pussy whip fucking Indian fucking puppets that fucking tell them what to do. <laughs> James sense. Sutherland, you fucking cunt. <laughs> this is what happens when we go over to uh, one hour and ten minutes. Huh? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's fucking James Sutherland because he fucking moved my desk, the cunt. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. 
So um, <laughs> on that note about this weird scheduling impasse that Australia seemed to have brought on themselves by agreeing to a Futures Tour program that had them leaving Australia in the middle of January, weird stuff. Uh, yeah, we've got this. So Cricket Australia reckon it'll cost them a million dollars or something if they go to India at the time and said that then when India tour back to Australia, they have to pay an extra ODI to recoup that money or something. It just doesn't make any sense because I thought all ODI series are now fixed at three games for this World ODI League thing that's happening. Anyway. A million dollars, so they're not flying out of Avalon. I'll fucking give you that tip. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Airways, Mick. <laughs> no, the reason the fucking that the reason that um, wound me up is before I was talking to you, blokes, I was watching AFL 360, and Jared Waitley was talking about how great the IPL is and how it's got the best players and it's way better than the BBL and rah rah. It's like yeah, but because fucking a handful of fucking play, not a handful, a majority of the best T20 players in the world aren't allowed to play in the BBL. So how can the BBL be fucking better than it? Why is Jared Waitley anyway. talking about that on AFL 360? Oh, because on Tuesdays they talk about they start off the show by talking about something that isn't footy related. Yeah. Oh, is that because they're on too often? Yeah. yeah okay. So Rob yeah. Slobo talked about horse racing and Jared <laughs> talked about the um about the IPL. Just they should have a horse racing and cricket show. This podcast, <laughs> What? Is it, are we still recording? Come on. <laughs> oh. How are you going, Dave? Good. This is uh, our charm, no. Alex. We just talk about whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> so we've gone Tuesday AFL 360 here, just talking about anything now. Yeah. No, you got if, you, if people want people want to know what's happening at seven thirty. You got Tuesday on Foxtel, Ross. You got to tell them. Fair enough. Um, I believe that uh, brings us to a close of around the world in sixty seconds, which yeah. was pretty good. We and uh, we got some. <laughs> we got some listener feedback. Yeah, do that, and then I'll get into what we've learnt from okay. this podcast. So there's a bit of okay. bit of uh, listener feedback from my better mates, fellas. Ross, if you're doing a form of editing and combine this stuff, edit out weird use talking to yourself after the podcast is finished. <laughs> 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 oh, right, okay. Yeah, so if you're going to bother starting and finishing the podcast with anything... Edit out the shit at the end. I can't believe they listened to the end. That's that's on them. That's not oh, it's, it's from my mate who's uh, a middle of nowhere farmer. So he spent a lot of time uh, on the, the tractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Desperate for content here. Um, mm. I, I thank Jesse and Dino for some suggestions on which grounds to cover. Um, I did Dino's suggestion of Alan Border Field this week. Um, Jesse's suggestion of the coolest local, coolest slash haunted local cricket ground. So next week, I didn't have enough time to search the haunted option this week. Set and reserve, that's got all the ghosts oh, of my past. Oh, there, oh Jesus. Oh, fuck over. There's plenty of fucking ghosts at Set and Reserve. Oh, I remember that. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'll be checking out to see if there's any particular haunted cricket ovals. Um, you English scum, can, if there's any haunted ones over there, I imagine there is. Post it on our Facebook. Yep. Post, not message. Yeah, not direct message. Post it on the public forum, unless you're going to be extra vulgar. Drive the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm no, gonna... if you're going to be extra vulgar, definitely put it on the public forum. Mm. Nice. I'm going to jump yeah. in there, Alex, and say that um, when Australia toured England, was it 2005? And yes, um, they stayed in a castle. Bowling. Was it a Rundle Castle next to the Rundle Castle ground? Next and it was said Rundle to be Bowl. haunted. Oh, and it was said to be haunted. And um, the story was that Shane Watson got a bit scared in his room, so picked up his mattress and went and slept in the bunked in with uh, Brett Lee. 
Yeah. I think that's just because him and Brett Lee were housemates. Yeah, that's it. And um, then in the next ODI, Darren Goff was still playing and he um, did a scary monster thing at um, Jane Watson. Do you remember that? Yes. I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, I got seconds, some... Ross. Sorry. Yeah. Go, Mick. Go, Mick. I, I got some feedback from uh, Dino, the love machine, as well. Um, he um, told me that we're both right in episode 90 and that the Lethal Weapon 2 has the diplomatic immunity bloke and the toilet bomb are both in that Lethal Weapon. Uh. And the Lethal Weapon with Jet Lee's Lethal Weapon 4, which also has Chris Rock in it. Uh. Um and so he said. So he said that Alex was factually right, and I should um, congratulate Alex on that. And I refuse to. So fuck <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> and he said something about episode ninety-one, but he'd already upset me by telling me that I had to listen to Alex. So I kind of forgot what he wrote. Um, Dean Dean told me that. By the hell, Dino. Um, that he was happy that I've taken on fact checking and yeah. that I've decided to pull my finger out and actually provide to the podcast. So. Yeah. Uh, on that note, I'm just going to give you a couple of facts, Ross, about what we've learnt today. Um, mm-hmm. So, Essex County Cricket Club, you were guessing between two separate places where it might oh. be. You said Chelmsford Longford. and... Yeah, it's actually Chelmsford. Chelmsford. Yep. Oh, so, it's the Cloud yeah. FM County ground in Chelmsford. Cloud FM. Mm. Um, couldn't find... They just, play, they just play downloaded music off the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, couldn't find anything about... Uh, Glenn Maxwell's new girlfriend, but I did find a, a nickname for him I've never seen. So there's obviously Maxie in the Big Show, yeah. um, but there's also Glenn Deep Sing Maxwell that I found. So maybe that's an idea. <laughs> uh, Ross, Glenn you were Deep right. Uh, white dukes were used in the 1999 Cricket World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, Roscoe. And they were discontinued up until 2017 when the MCC used it to play Afghanistan at Lords. So. Um, Cosy might be right, they might not be used in the county, but they were certainly used in 2017 when the MCC took on Afghanistan. And just on... The animation Mick's, cap. That's it. Just on Mick's uh, initial point from the start of the podcast, which felt like weeks ago, um, <laughs> Shane, Shane, Watson, Shane Watson being in the best top five um, or in the top five of the uh, BBL players... Um, had a look at the most runs and most wickets for the BBL over the journey. Yep. Uh, top five runs is Michael Klinger, Chris Lynn, Aaron Finch, Cameron White, and Ben Dunkett, number five. Wow. And Fucking Jesus. Most wickets That's is, amazing. Mm, and most wickets is Ben Lachlan, Sean Abbott, uh, Cole Drip, Kane Richardson, Andrew Sutentai, and Cameron Boyce. Rolls Boyce? Yeah. So That's then I, interesting. I wanted to check out just the IPL to make sure um, I'll make sure Watson wasn't in that. And IPL most runs is Coley, Rayner, Sharma, Warner, and Shikadawan. Shikadawan. Shikadawan, Shikadawan, Shikadawan. You've got to turn off that um, no people named Watson filter. Yeah. <laughs> and for the most wickets, we've got uh, Malinga, Amit Mishra, uh, Chawla, Bravo, and Harbhajan Singh. Uh, so that's what we've learnt from today's podcast, gentlemen. Thanks, David. Yeah. Yeah, and thank we you. are brought to you by Ross. iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> on our website. Our next podcast will be in a fortnight. Until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. Bye, fellas. See you, fellas. See, See you later. Time for me to have a weird monologue about cricket. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah.
You know what Shane Watson? You know what Shane Watson did to those other BBL cunts? Didn't buy fuckloads for Australia. Pull your fingers out, you other cunts. It's it's impressive how Ben Dunk made this in the top five runs because he's only made 200 runs in the last two tournaments. Yeah, fucking hell. That's a good one. I don't know how. I thought we'd wrap it up in an hour.